Welcome to the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. Friendship, fellowship, motherhood, and everything in between. Welcome to the hood. Okay, welcome to the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. This is episode eight. Episode eight. Breaking the cycle of negativity. Okay. This is going to be a good one. And I know I say that every time because I, you know, honestly, I'm a little biased and I think they're all good. I mean, I do too, but (laughs) this one is going to be a good one because I think that negativity is something that is very easy to struggle with. I'm not going to say every person struggles with it, sure, but it is something that is very prevalent in society and especially in women. Yes. But one of the things I want to ask before we kind of like deep dive into this is, are you a cup half empty or a cup half full person. Ooh, are you asking me personally? Yes. Oh gosh, I you know what? I think I have thought about this before. And I always want to say that I am a cup half full, but realistically, if I'm drinking the cup, which I am, then it's half empty. Okay. <laughs> and I would also <laughs> say that I'm a little bit of a cup cup half empty kind of person. Yes. But I feel like where I kind of fall usually is like my cup is half. Yes. Okay. Like, it, it's not that I'm like, it's not like that I'm Mrs. Positivity and I'm not Mrs. Negativity. Right. I'm like looking at the situation saying like, it's just half. Right. But here's the thing. If we're constantly pouring out, then it is, it is going to be easily emptied. Okay. Yes, that is true. But negativity really has to do with thought patterns. Yes. Okay. So that leads me to my first point is what creates these negative thoughts? You know, one of the things that I um, was thinking about a lot this week as we were preparing for this is Jonathan says, and I'm sure it's quoted from somewhere, but he always says comparison is the thief of joy. Oh girl, that is my mantra. I say that all the time, and that is so true, and I actually think we have mentioned that in a previous podcast. Yes. Because it is so true. Uh, One of the things on my list is comparison, is that we live in this influential world. Yes. That we're constantly comparing ourselves and our lives. I mean, we're looking at these snapshots of people's lives all day, whether it's Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. Uh, really magazines like like let's throw it back for people who don't use social media sure like or pinterest or you know there's all of these places that you see this natural influence from the world around us and we're looking at these beautiful images saying i wish that my circumstance was like that yes and it that's so easy to do i mean i myself i'm guilty of having dream boards, as we mentioned in our um, last podcast, five goals and how to get there if you missed it, um, talking about dream boards. Yes. And I have these Pinterest boards that like dream house, one of our goals in three years, hopefully is to build a house. Yeah. And I have dream house pin board where I'm always adding what I want my future house to look like. Yeah. And can that cause some negative thinking? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so easily. We are so influenced by all of these things. We see these beautiful images. We, you know, want something that someone else has. I will be the first person to tell you I struggle with the grass is always greener mentality. Yes. I always look at other things and think to myself, like, if I had that, I'd be here. If I did this, I would be there. Like, but the real truth about the grass is always greener is you get to the greener quote unquote grass. And you still have to water it. Correct. Yes. But uh, Jonathan, again, always says you like say that it's moving and you want to move and you want to move states or you want to do all these things. 
but you get to that greener grass and you realize that you moved with yourself. Absolutely. You're you still take there. your problems, you take yourself, Ooh, yes. you take all of like, like if you are a negative thinker, no matter if you have a better circumstance or not, you're still going to be a negative thinker. Well, and I think that that really stems from insecurity. Yes. I mean, what what are we so insecure about within ourselves yeah. or within our lives that we're constantly seeking fulfillment elsewhere? Again, if you missed our um, our episodes on identity, we talk a lot about you know fulfillment, fulfillment, having and, a firm foundation. Yes, yes. Yeah. so important. But yeah, I mean, insecurity. Um, sometimes negative thinking is a product of depression. Yeah, and that you know that can be a a, a really um, a really deep rabbit hole for some people because yeah. depression is not something you can easily just snap out of. Yes, and so it, it it could require medication. Yeah, um, we've talked about therapy several times on our podcast. Big huge propon- proponents of counseling. Yeah, let's just put a plug in for that right now. Therapy has changed my entire existence. Yes, and um, on our self-care uh, podcast, there's a post that we linked how to easily find a therapist in yeah, your area. Yeah, better help. Um, yes. And we can link it again in this one just because we sure. are such big you know, proponents. proponents for those things. Sure. I just think that sometimes we are surrounded by, you know, negative circumstances and then we struggle in our own minds with negative thinking and then we are influenced by other people. Yes. Thank you. Great segue. Negative influences around us. Yes. So that can look like friends. Yes. That can look like coworkers. Mm-hmm. That can look like family, unfortunately. Yes. We've talked about boundaries in our mm-hmm. podcast. Ooh. Yes. We have talked about boundaries, but please know. <laughs> Boundaries are coming. Absolutely. So uh, setting boundaries, though, setting boundaries to protect yourself from negative influences. Okay, so let's break this down for a second. Um, just because you're friends with some somebody mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they have full access. Absolutely. And not allowing someone to have full access allows you to say, I cannot entertain those thoughts, therefore I have to create distance. Yes, And I think that you do, hopefully, you do have those people that do have full access. Yes. That you completely trust. Yeah. And those people um, would be people you're looking at um, their life choices and their fruit. Yeah. And whatever they are offering you as far as advice. Maybe they're, you know, hopefully they're spiritually ahead of you in the journey. Well-rounded. Yeah. Um you know, like I said, good choices. So that would be a positive influence. Yeah. Examples of negative influence, a negative influence, um, poor choices. Yeah. People who are constantly, um, chasing after themselves just can't, can't seem to get it together in whatever manage that looks like or sabotaging themselves. Self-sabotage. Yes. So I have so many people in my life who set themselves up for a fall. It is very easy to look at a circumstance and to prepare yourself for the worst case scenario. Sure. But these people specifically take the worst case scenario and apply it to themselves. Yes. I am whatever. I am sick. I am hurt. I am 
unable. I am whatever. And it doesn't just influence them. It influences the world around them. They become an atmosphere shifter yes. for you, for your mindset. For me personally, I struggle a lot with people like this. Not that I don't love them. I struggle because in my mind, it is very hard to keep it at an even medium of yes. like positivity. Yes. Oh, and it is hard. Yes. And I am somebody who really does strive to speak life over circumstances. Yes. But I struggle for myself. Yes. So when I allow negative people to surround me on a very often basis, mm-hmm. I can very easily like tip to negativity. Oh, very easily. Yeah. I think it's so much easier. You know, I was on a youth group field trip, I guess, uh, for church when I was younger. And something the pastor said that I'll never forget was he was up on stage and he called somebody to meet him at the stage stairs. Okay. And he said, grab my hand. And the person pulled and the pastor on stage pulled and the pastor came down and he said, it is so much easier to pull people down than it is to pull them so up. So good. Yes. Yeah. And so once we're around those negative people pulling us down, trying to get back up, that yeah. can be really, really hard. And so that leads me um, to my next question for you was what are some of your negative thoughts? Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, negative, negative thinking has always been a problem for me, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it compounded when I had babies. Oh, yes. Um, Because I wasn't just like a little bluesy. I was like lots and lots bluesy. bluesy. Yeah. And for you mamas out there who didn't know this, because I didn't know this whenever I was pregnant with my first child, postpartum can actually happen when you're pregnant. Not necessarily like after you deliver. I mean, even into a year after birth though as well yes yes uh, 18 months yes it is 18 months after delivery and they say that it can start somewhere around four to five months well and I think a lot of people expect it to happen instantly but I know several people it didn't happen for almost a year I, I know with baby B yeah um I did really really good with her until probably maybe she was seven eight months same with and a. Yes. all of a sudden I was like just pounded Mm-hmm. With negative thinking. Mm-hmm. And for me, we I would love to, you know, bring an educated person on this podcast, like somebody who is like a licensed counselor or, oh, yeah. you know, something like that. So please look forward to that coming down the road. But... Um, it's, it wasn't, it's not just negative thoughts for me. It's intrusive thoughts. Ooh. So what happens if I'm what, like, this is literally what happens to me. And so I'm just sharing it for transparency sake and for people who maybe have never had intrusive thoughts. Yes. But for me, it's, you know, what if I'm walking past the stairs and I fall while I'm holding you know, baby B. Oh my gosh. What if I'm driving on this bridge and I just veer off? What will happen? Or what if I'm sitting behind the wheel of my car and I just crash into Jonathan? Yes. Like I'm telling you, those are real thoughts Absolutely. that I've had Absolutely. that I have to like, just like. Now they, these are not, not thoughts. These no. are not things that you are actually going to no, do. And never. you know that. No, never. But intrusive thoughts are something that very few people talk about, but I really think the majority of us have them. Yeah. And I, I, I really wish that I had had someone tell me yes. in full transparency about intrusive thoughts before I started having babies. Not that I didn't have them before, sure. but you kind of, you know, there's kind of some gray area with like your, your mind and thoughts and yes. thinking and, yes. you know, negative can be just like, you know, oh, I, I probably have 
you know, bronchitis because you have a <laughs> runny nose. Like, yeah. it can be like that. I'm sure. not saying it's the worst, worst, worst case scenario. But I'm also someone who struggles a lot with, like, like medical ne- negative thinking. Yes. Like, uh, catastrophic negative thinking. Yes. I, you know, I have, right now, I have a really sore knee. And I struggled a lot with not thinking that I had cancer in my knee. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, but I've been there, too, with my back. Because you know I've had back pain. Oh. Yes, I've been there. I've been there. And, like, thinking... And, really, it was amplified, like you said, when I had kids. Because I am thinking, oh, my gosh, I cannot go under anesthesia. I will die for sure. And then who will take care of my children? Oh, and then, I mean, it just leads you down a whole rabbit trail. And, for real, I'm probably going to have to have surgery for my knee. Yes. And so that's something that I've, like even started to think about like, oh my gosh, what if something happens to me? What if something happens to Jonathan? What yes. is it starts to open up this can of worms that should never be open. Yes. So when I became, when Josh and I were kind of trying, kind of in the middle of adoption um, between MG and A, we got pregnant uh, and then um, I lost the baby yeah. and I had to have this emergency um, surgery. And I remember sitting on the bathroom floor. I think I actually have a picture of this. And MG is just laying on my chest and I am sobbing. And I look at Josh and I said, what if I don't wake up? Yeah. And that, that thought was absolutely terrifying. And I was almost willing to risk my life by not having this surgery because I was so afraid I wouldn't wake up. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I mean, it's so real for me. Like I I hear what you're saying and I feel it in such a deep place. Like, Um, my oldest D had surgery, like a minor surgery, but a surgery nonetheless in February and of this past year. And the day that he was having the surgery, I actually took a a picture of myself because, which sounds so morbid, but I took it because there was this feeling that was connected with it. It was such like a heavy negative feeling, but I sat in this room all by myself thinking what if he never wakes up I will never be okay yes oh I have had that thought so many times just thinking about I mean sometimes I'm a little bit over I try to give my kids space to play yeah but then I'm like we live in this world where it can be very dangerous yeah and you hear of course all these stories going around from him her and whoever about terrible things that have happened yeah and you think oh my gosh my child yeah and so that can take us way down a scary rabbit hole if we don't get a get a grip and the reason that we're we're telling you this we're sharing this with you is because i think that it's just one of those things that's sort of taboo people don't talk about it you don't talk about your negative thoughts yes if you do you're talking about it with a counselor and i again i am so such a huge proponent for counseling Mm -hmm. but i just want you to know like if you're listening this is real like this is real life it's not just Like, the reason that I cannot allow, you know, negative influences into my life is because this is already the inside of my brain. Then to add more negativity, it just starts getting heavier and heavier and heavier to it feels like I can't, I cannot function under it. Yes. And also, though, I think that there can be 
a happy medium with that. If, if you know somebody who's struggling uh, severely with negative thinking and they're just pouring that out, I think you can stop and have that hard conversation. Yes. Hey, I've noticed this, you know, uh, let's talk about this. How can I help? Can I get you some help? Yes. You know, I think that yeah. there's a happy medium there. And if you can try, and sometimes that doesn't work. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, something I personally struggle with is making the right choices for my family. Mm. That one's a really difficult one for me because I'm always afraid that it's going to be the wrong choice. And then what's going to be the outcome? What's the ripple effect? Yeah. And I think with that, like, you have to know what your conviction is. Yes. You have to know what's in your heart. Like, I heard someone say a long time ago, like, they were talking about the voice of God. Yes. And they were saying, I just don't know, really know how to, to decipher what is me and what is the voice of God. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. And they were saying that when you, like if you are in the, the struggle between knowing if something is you or, and if it's God, if it is a, a deep down guttural conviction and it is something that you are unmovable on. Yes. That is not you. It is yes. not just your own influence yes. on that thing. I'm not saying that you can't be super stubborn or that you can't, you know, have an idea, get something. Cause I can get stuck on an idea Absolutely. and then be like, you know, and then oh, you're convinced that it yeah, maybe it's God. Convinced yes. That it's, That is totally God. And I'm not saying that, but there are things, there are decisions that I've made in my life. There are things that I have known down deep in my soul. And there is no outer influence that would have allowed me to know that thing that I know is the voice of God. Well, also you can, the way to determine the difference is as well that God will never uh, ask you to do something or convict you in a way that goes against his word. Oh, so good. Yes. yes. It will never go against scripture. Yeah. So if that's happening, it's not him. Yes. It's you or it's the so enemy good. or some kind of negative influence. And it, and also, you know, God is not a God of confusion. No. So if He's you were clear. confused, <laughs> like maybe it's time for you to open the Bible and yes. see what the the word of God says yes. about it and allow that to be, yes. you know, your decision-making factor. But while we're kind of on that topic, like if you need positive thoughts, yeah. if you need positive influence, the word of God is full yes. of positive influence. Absolutely. Like the, the Bible says, you know, think on things that are good and pure and holy and upright and, you know, all of those things, like think on good things. That is what the Bible says. And I think we get just so bogged down. You know what? Here's the thing. Every morning I get up and I, I get up at like five 30 because my kids are up at like six. Yeah. Okay. And so I sit in my living room and I have coffee and I want to reach for my phone. But first I try first to start prayer. Okay. And I always start with my prayer with like, oh God, you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes I just don't know what to say. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit can hear what's our heart, what's our heart's desire. Yeah. And sometimes we don't need to say anything at all. Sure. Sometimes it just needs, sometimes we just need to let out those moans and groans of our heart. Yeah. And he completely understands. Yeah. Sometimes it needs no words. Yeah. So not only opening the Bible, prayer, but also seeking out your spiritual counsel, whether that be really good friends, whether it be a pastor, whether it be a counselor. Yeah. If you're in that confusion, that negative state of confusion. Yeah. Seek it out. Yeah. 
So you don't um, have to battle this. That's like, that is the heartbeat of the wild sisterhood is that we do life in community together. Absolutely. And you need like people say it takes a village. It takes a sisterhood. It takes people coming alongside of you. Like, saying, you know, I think that you're stuck in a negative thought pattern. I think that I'm stuck in a negative thought pattern. Yeah, like what's going on? What is going on? Yes. Cause there's always something going on. Absolutely. Um, so that brings me to types of negativity and you kind of already okay. touched on this when you said to catastrophic, because yeah. that is clinically a type of negativity yes, it is, is, uh, cat catastrophe. Yeah. Just the be all end all. Yeah. This is the worst. Yes. And that's actually number six. So, number one is cynicism. Okay. I mean, yeah. cynical. Yeah. Oh, man. I know some cynical people. I do, too. Man. I think that, you know, cynicism is so hard because it masks itself in yeah. in, in joke, in jovial, yes. in like Sarcasm. In sarcasm. Like, cynicism is often, like, a masked friend. And yes. that is why it is so prevalent everywhere. Well, it's distrust. Yes. Really. That's good. Um, number two was hostility. Okay. Um, number three, filtering. So only seeing the bad. Um, so let's just stop there for one second. Okay. Like it is so easy to allow your filter, like the things that have happened to you create a filter for you to see life through. Oh, and, like, your life circumstance then perpetuates your negative thought patterns. And so you're constantly just looking through this filter of, of negativity. And that is, like, I think that should be, like, the the thing that I'm going to, like, write on a piece of paper and crumble and <laughs> step on because that is where I get stuck. Okay, but a filter also of bitterness and resentment. Mm. I mean, that is so easy to fall into that. Yeah. And that is a dangerous place to be because then it causes isolation. Yeah. And the isolation is a foothold for the enemy. Golly. And that will take you spiraling. Yes. you got to have community. And Kara just said that it is a sisterhood. Yes. You've got to find your people. Yeah. Um, number four, polarized thinking. So that's just basically, we've. T- I think we've touched on this before, maybe a little bit. Thinking that your people or the people around you have to be perfect oh good yeah. enough or yes. just like you yes and that that doesn't that may not come off as a negative but it really can be well when you're when everybody is same yeah you never can see the other side and that it, i mean it allows you to live in a filtered world you're yes. filtered through. yeah so one leads to the yeah. other um jumping jumping to conclusions oh yeah oh gosh always yes. always gotta jump catastrophe we just talked about that one blaming blaming blame game oh gosh that one's that one's tough because I find myself blaming because you don't want to be the wrong person yes like you don't want to be in the wrong no. and it is very easy to look at something that happens and say oh well you know it, it wasn't my fault this is the circumstance that led to this yes and blame is actually something that I've been working with MG about because she's gotten in this pattern of blaming me for like lost things now it's minor she's six but blaming me for lost things um you know whatever not getting her homework finished well mommy you should have this or you should have that Mm. so just trying to teach responsibility okay that that's really hard yeah so uh next one would be emotional reasoning Mm. so using emotions to drive you okay so also this is something that i struggle with emotions 
are not my driving force, but I am very, like, I am an emotional person. Yes. And I can make choices based on feeling and not based on conviction. Yes. Oh, yes. And I can too. But you know what? I think that's very common for women. Yes. Because we're emotional beings. Yes. And I think our emotions help us to jump to conclusions. Yes. And then we make these catastrophic decisions. Mm -hmm. So it's just like brick by brick. Yep. Choice after choice that leads us to just this place of negativity. Absolutely. And I I, I do think, you know, we should sort of mention, like, just because you may not be, uh, you know, a glass half empty person or a glass half person, like, maybe you are a glass half full person. And, like, I am sure that you can evaluate your circumstance and say, okay, but this is an area that I you know, have a wrong filter. This is an area that, and I think the reason to mention, you know, the types of negativity is just so that you can look at your life and you can be like, okay, this is an area that I can improve. I think we all want to improve. I think if you can pinpoint where you're, where or how you're being negative and how it's affecting whatever, then I think that's where you can start to just get a hold of it. Yeah. And so, um, what are, what are some of the damaging effects of negativity? Oh, there could be so many. Yeah. Um, uh, physical, I think would be the first one. Yeah. Stress. The, uh, the toll that it takes on you. I mean, the lack of sleep. Like, oh for, gosh, here we go. For, yes. For so many people. <laughs> yes. Like negative thinking leads to lack of sleep, leads to intrusive thoughts, leads to like, they are all connected. Yes. And we just lay awake and we think and we... We think about uh, intrusive thoughts. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, what if somebody comes in my house? Yeah. What will I do? Are what, you sure the door is locked? Well, I feel I, like that is, that's oh like God. my nightly question. Oh even my though my gosh. husband is extremely responsible with that. Same. Josh is too. He does really good. Yeah. But still, every night I ask yeah. him, did you lock all the doors? Yeah. Oh. Yes, I locked all the doors. I yeah. mean, we've been married uh, 10 years. Yes, I locked all the doors. <laughs> but I still have to ask for yes. my own, you know, yeah. relief. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 as far as physical, though, it could af- take effect in um, more dangerous ways, like your heart. Yeah. Um, your blood pressure. Your blood pressure. Uh, cholesterol. Just, uh, I, and I know that has a lot to do with healthy habits as well, but really I think that stress and negativity can just affect us so poorly in, in our health and our physical being. Well, and again, this is why I want at some point to bring an expert on because yes. I think that like they could tell you the exact things that are released in your brain and you know, all of this stuff. Like I have this friend, she's a nurse and she's just like one of the smartest people that I've ever met. And like, if I ever have like a medical question uh, for whatever reason, I have to call her and like ask her, I'm like, what do you think about this? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. she'll be like, okay. Your brain. And she's like, well, send me, send me what the doctor said and I'll read it. Like, yeah. it's just funny. But that being said, like, I'm sure she could tell you all of the, you know, hormones and, you know, things that get, chemicals that get released in your brain whenever you get stuck in patterns of negative thinking. Really negative thinking leads to isolation. Ooh. It leads to, like, separation. Yes. Ooh, okay. Relationships. So, Mm. damaging effects on relationships. Yes. So, not only your spouse... Um, or significant other. Yeah. Um, 
family members, your relationship between you and your kids, your relationship between you and your coworkers. Yeah. The relationship damage is very broad. Yeah. Even strangers. Yeah. Um, even being Because um, who hasn't met a super negative person in like the chest? Just mad. Line? Just so mad. Just so mad about everything. <laughs> yes. And you're like Oh, oh God! Just I'm sorry. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, sorry for you. Yes. Okay. So the relational damaging effects, uh, work life. So I kind of just mentioned about coworkers, but gosh, gosh, yeah. I've been there yeah. having a super negative work life. Yeah, and you want to like you, you feel like you need to like avoid that person in your office Ugh. because they're just so heavy. Yes. Or it could be really just the atmosphere of the entire workplace and all you want to do is just leave and never come back. Yeah. Oh, which I've done. I'm embarrassingly. Oh. <laughs> I was like 15. Okay. I haven't, but <laughs> I'm sure that I could have. I wasn't a very responsible teenager. My mother can vouch for that. But my point is that can really affect not only being at work, but when you leave work and then you come home and then it affects your relationships and then so on and so forth. Okay. Yeah. So let's spin this. Okay. What are the ways to break negative cycles? Oh, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think number one would be to trust yourself. Okay. Because I think we just second guess our gut instincts. Yes. You know? Or or maybe it's the Holy Spirit and we second guess and we're like, mm, not God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that can't be right. Yeah. Trust yourself. Trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, take some time every day. Mention this in self-care. Yeah. Just chill. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I actually did a little bit of research on this and one of the number one ways to break the cycle of negativity is actually to get outside. Ooh. What? Now that does I, not surprise me at all. The, hot, the sun is so healing, you guys. Okay. So <laughs> Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ooh. Okay. Once wrote, in the woods, we return to the reason and faith. There mm. I feel that nothing can befall me in life, mm. which nature cannot repair. Ooh. Ralph. Way to go, man. I mean, come on, Ralph. Yeah. It's so good. It is so good, and it's so true, especially when you We're take... not really on first name basis. Okay, but when you... Mr. Emerson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's much more posh. When you take off your shoes, though, yes. and just get connected... Now, this sounds really hippy-dippy of me, but I totally believe in grounding. Yes. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. Or ask your counselor it's a thing it's a thing take off your shoes guys take your shoes off your kids and And maybe if you're not a person who like (laughs) wants to go to that like molecular of a level okay like feel like so the principle of grounding is to like to feel yes the ground below and the electric energy into your body yes yes so you're not gonna get electrified when you put your feet on the ground okay that's not what we mean no (laughs) and i mean it you know we believe that the ground and everything on it comes from the Lord, so yes. therefore if we are energized with anything, it is from the Lord. Absolutely. But, but. It, it, I think it just energizes you, and it just gets you that feeling of breathing and connecting. Well, I think it's um, actually my next point, which Ooh. is focus. Okay. Um, and basically the thought is that you boil everything, your attention and your focus, down to something small and meaningful. So Mm -hmm. the world is so big and there's just craziness happening all around you. Yeah. And the way to break a negative cycle is to just slow down, feet on the floor, feet on the ground, feeling the earth, feeling the ground, feeling whatever. Feeling a hot bath. 
focus. <laughs> like focus your mind, focus your thoughts, yes. like think on things that are good and pure and excellent and of good report. Yes. Ooh, good. But you know what? In that same breath, I think that we need to embrace our fears mm. because they're a part of life. Okay. So I was actually talking to my counselor about this. Okay. Last week because I had this like avoidance thing with my fears. Like I was oh. just like avoiding my fears. No. And I am somebody who I have struggled since I was a teenager with severe anxiety. I do not speak that over myself, but no. I, I we are breaking anxiety. Yes. And I was just telling her that I was like, you know, I, I didn't want to like say things out loud and I didn't want to write them down because I felt like it made them real. real. And so I was like avoiding the things that I really needed to say. And it was, it was like in every area of my life. Yeah. And so she was just saying like, sometimes writing it down actually allows you to like get the thought out mm-hmm. and it allows you to like remove that thought. From so it doesn't brain. eat you alive. Yes. So it doesn't just consume you. Yes. So Maybe for you, you're not a writer, but maybe you're a speaker. Like, like speak it out. Speak it to somebody who is safe. Yes. And say, this is my fear. I am afraid of X and allow it to be out there because then you can hear it. Okay, let me tell you something. So a prayer I have prayed over my kids since they were babies. And this is something I've prayed over them in a life-giving way. They're fears of mine, but I pray it in a life-giving manner. Okay. okay? I pray over my kids that they will never know fear. They will never know rejection. Mm. They will never know bitterness or resentment or addiction or abuse or cancer or sickness. Yeah. And I list all of these yeah, things. That's so and good. all of those things are true fears of mine. But I pray them in such a life-giving manner yeah. that it gives life to those prayers. It, it gives, gives life to, to your children. Yes. It gives life to you. It yes. gives life to anybody who hears it. Yes. So good. Yes. I could go on. They will never know bullying. Yeah. They will never know uninclusiveness. Yes. And you can make these own things for yourself. That's so I, good. I will never know X or yeah. my kids will never know X. Yeah. Speak And even life. if you have known them, I will never know it again. Yes. I will never know X again. Yes. God, I pray that you would give me the strength to be able to, for, like, to, to not yes. dwell in what is in the past, but what is in the Look future. Look the future. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And the third thing that I, that I had was, um, laughter. Ooh, so yes. laughter is one of the easiest ways to break a negative thought. Yes. Just like it stops negativity in its tracks. Yeah. And I was thinking about like, how does laughter do that? Because laughter is the opposite of negativity. Like laughter is joy and yeah. joy is the opposite of ne- of negativity. Yes. And um, then I was just immediately brought to laughter does the heart good like medicine. Oh. That's, that is the best medicine. It's so good. Can I add a few? Yes, please. So, uh, stop the comparison. So good. Gosh. I yeah. mean, if you find yourself in a comparison just cycle, yeah. just speak it out loud. Stop. Uh, yes. Again, comparison is seeing, the thief of joy. Seeing the beauty and the blessings around yes. you, that's going to be one of the best things yes. to stop the negativity is look around you. I prayed that this morning, actually, God helped me with contentment. And I was looking at around my house and I was thinking about my children and I was thinking about my marriage and I said, God, thank you for these things. These are blessings. These are things people pray for. Yes. And beg for. 
Oh, I mean, I remember being that person. Oh, me too. Like, not that long ago. I think that's a quote. I remember having what I prayed for or something like that. Yeah. Yes. So, being grateful. Gratitude is a big one Gratitude. Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's everything. We can't get away from it. No. It's such a good one. Why would you want to? No, we wouldn't. So, guys, we really hope this episode has helped you. We know that... Just making these these notes and these lists has helped us to try to just keep our focus back on what is positive yes. and what is good and what is pure and what yeah. is right and what is true. Yes. And um, we want to know how you are working to break your cycle of negativity. Yeah. Tell us your tips and tricks. Our comment section is for your innermost thoughts. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Be brave. Don't be afraid. Be brave. We want to know. So you can reach us at uh, our Instagram at the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. Our email is thewildsisterhoodpc at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Please reach out. It has encouraged us so much to hear from you all and to hear like just how this is you know, making your life better because it's definitely making ours better. Oh gosh. And we laugh so much. So much. We love it. Yes. So thanks for joining us. See you next time.